guys welcome back to the music corner of 808 i'm nate and today it's my turn to talk about album a day shit this time for the month of november uh, i'm gonna be straight up here and say that this is probably going to be somewhat of a quicker episode i don't know for sure because um this month was just fucking mediocre <laughs> I was trying to find a better word to say, but it was very mediocre for me, and I was not all about it. But there are still some highlights to talk about, still some moments here and there uh, that I will address in this episode. But with that out of the way, let's get into it now first with Slow Dives Sovlaki. Suvlaki. Yeah, Suvlaki, I think is how you say it. Um, yes, a shoegaze classic that isn't My Bloody Valentine, I'd say. Uh, this is another slow, uh, slow dive. This is another shoegaze album that I have seen pop up a lot, uh, especially as, like, you know, some of those classic ones, uh, from 1994 here. And it's a solid album. I can understand why people, uh, are hyped about this album. It's melodic. It's what you would expect in shoegaze music. Um, you know, with the like, kind of like the droney vocals that actually sound good and not boring. Although I can see why some people would think it is boring just because of the style and everything. But no, I mean, I don't really have uh, too many complaints about this album. Some songs that I really fucked with. Um, were ah here it is uh Allison Forty Days Machine Gun When the Sun Hits All Together and Dagger just to name a few but overall it was a pretty solid album and I gave it an eight out of ten you know uh so yeah moving along Gorillas Demon Days this is a big album this is a very popular album in fact uh with like the big songs on there like Feel Good Incorporated and uh I believe if I'm not mistaken Clint Eastwood is on that song i might totally be wrong i'm totally wrong i'm totally wrong yeah don't listen to me i'm a liar i'm a liar i'm i but i'm not a true gorillas fan and uh that shows because i did not in fact like this album i was not impressed with this album at all uh i'm gonna say something controversial uh this is a very overrated album uh songs i did like though were feel good incorporated el manana and november has come but I really wasn't vibing with everything else. It, it's kind of weird, too, because the style isn't anything wrong with the album. I guess it's just the execution from them. And, yeah, I just really didn't have anything to say or anything positive to say, rather, with this one other than that. Uh, so, yeah, it's a five and a half out of ten for me. That one was, like, one of the weaker ones of the of the month. But there's uh, there's definitely a couple others that were lower than that. Uh, nothing really went below a five, though, so that's good to know. <laughs> uh, but next here, we have Fallout Boy from Under the Cork Tree. This one is another emo classic that I somewhat enjoyed. Um, it wasn't my favorite. Uh, it's not overrated, I would say. I mean, there's still some really solid songs, particularly in the, like, middle-ish area I noticed I loved songs like Dance Dance Seven Minutes in Heaven Sophomore Slump it's a longer title but I'm not gonna try um and uh, nobody puts a baby nobody puts baby in the corner but there's just moments where like I was finding myself in one of those situations where I would like a song didn't like the next two I would like the next two wouldn't like the 
uh, a streak of them and like it was just very mixed with where I liked the songs and didn't so really I didn't like the album consistently but I did like a good amount of songs and as a whole the album isn't bad so that's why it sits at a nice music corner seven for that one uh, but yeah, moving along. Just moving. Like I said, I there's not a lot to say about these albums, and like I don't want to really waste time since it's kind of become repetitive of like me saying, "Oh, this album wasn't bad," you know, six out of ten or seven out of ten, uh, and just this album was good, eight out of ten. You know, I don't want to waste too much time, but I'm still dedicated for this year to just still have everything recorded. You know, I'm not going to do this next year. I will say that in the last episode I do, but I'm not going to do this next year uh, in terms of recording it. I might still do album a day because it is a fun concept and I learn and find so much more new music, uh, but it's not worth talking about every day, especially when it becomes when it comes down to not having a lot to say so a little PSA there let's keep it moving though with all that remains the fall of ideals now this one was a really good album in fact I think this one was probably uh, I want to say that this one was probably either my number one favorite or like my second or third somewhere in the top five we'll say for this month because this one rocked i mean i know all that remains used to be like one of those like melodic death metal slash metalcore bands and they're gonna be playing this album in its entirety next year so look out for that one openers miss may i varials and tala don't miss it really don't because this album is incredible this is some awesome melodic metalcore material love the combination of the cleans and uncleans with this one the fucking riffs I mean, shit, dude, they go hard, and it's super fucking good. Like, this calling, not alone, it dwells in me, whispers, the weak-willed, that's just to name a few. The whole album is absolutely incredible. I don't think I found any bad songs on this one. Uh, Yeah, maybe it got a little repetitive in the middle and towards the end, but, like, not even in a bad way. It was just consistent. So, with that, it's an 8 out of 10 for me, and... uh, I'm highly considering seeing the show just to hear this album because uh, it's worth it, you know, especially if he still sounds just as good, you know. Next, Weezer, Raditude. Ah! (laughs) This one was rough. This one was a rough album. I don't remember quite a bit from it. I have the song Put Me Back Together on here, which I recall was not a bad song. But I think the, the shitstorm really occurred on the song Can't Stop Partying, partying with uh, Lil Wayne. And uh, I don't know what they were thinking on that one. That was just a combination that we didn't really need. And I, when I heard Lil Wayne start, I didn't know it was him right away until he said something along the lines of like using like rapping Weezer with Wheezy. I was like, wait a minute, this is Lil Wayne, isn't it? And then I looked and it was, I'm like, yep, yep, no figure, fucking, of course it is. Um, But that song was just a fucking joke. It was just laughable. There's nothing redeemable, really, about this album. It's one of the worst I had this month, but I didn't rank it too, too low. Uh, It's a 5 out of 10, but it was just goofy, you know? 
Uh, but moving along, uh, the self-titled album from Wizard, WZRD. Uh, if that name rings a bell at all, that is because it is a Kid Cudi side project band that he did in uh, the early 2010s. The one and only album that ever came out with him and uh, Dot the Genius. It it was something that you would have heard. This is like, I don't want to call it the rough cut, but this is pre-Speed uh, and Bullet to Heaven, obviously. But like, you know, it was before, it, it was without the Kid Cudi name slapped on it. You know, Speed and Bullet to Heaven was all him. Well, this one was like a collaborative project, but obviously he ended up making another alt-rock album. Uh, this one kind of leans a little bit more on rap sides, you know, too, for some songs. I forget which one specifically. It might have been Teleport to Me, Jamie, because um, I had that one saved, I remember. And I also really like the song The Dream Time Machine. Everything else was just fine, you know. It was like a, still a little rough because Kid Cudi, I think, was still like a getting used to, like, this whole rock sound. I mean, I even remember when I was watching his documentary, he, like, before he even was given a guitar, he never knew how to play it at all. And I'm sure, like, once he started to play it, I mean, it was going to sound a little rough, but he kind of, like... I, this is going to be a weird statement, but he kind of grew into it more with Speed and Bullet to Heaven, despite that album being so panned. Um, he... he kind of got better with that style of alt-rock for himself. And in fact, I went back to Spina Bolt to having to listen to it again, and I gotta say, it's it's only bad because of the Beavis and Butthead sketches to me. Everything else has kind of grown on me, other than that one song with the her vagina's warm lyric. I don't really care for that, but it's still not a bad album if it wasn't for the Beavis and Butthead sketches. That could have totally been left out if it wasn't on, like, five fucking songs like jesus christ but as far as wizard goes it's a six and a half out of ten it's just it was a nice start with some okay songs and yeah just leaving it at that up next stand atlantic skinny dipping uh i'm gonna make this short and simple i like two songs speak slow and lavender bones uh that was it they definitely got way better once pink elephant came out like I know this is their debut album, but, like, Pink Elephant was, like, that that's them. That is who they are. The aesthetic of the album cover and just the sound of the album is them. This one, they were getting their feet wet in the water, and they, they obviously grew from even just a debut album, you know? So this one was just a Music Corner 7. It was fine. Just nothing much to say about it. Uh, same with this next one here, Silver Chair, Young Mods. Uh, Sebastian, I think, recommended that on the podcast, uh, and even just to me, saying like it's like an interesting album. I listened to it and I wasn't impressed at all. I think I had one song, Young Modern Station Saved, and that was it. I don't remember anything else about that album, and it's a five and a half. Or I'm sorry, not a five and a half. It's a six out of ten. This next one is a five and a half, though. Cattle Decapitation's Death Atlas. Now that might come as to surprise eh, that might come as to a surprise to some of you that I would give a low rating for a Cattle Decapitation album. But Death Atlas the thing okay. So I forgot, since I don't really listen to Cattle that much, uh, that they have very different clean vocal styles. Hard quote unquote with the cleans. Uh it's just the singing style is a very like kind of thing and 
it's way more apparent on this album than it was on their past works. Because I remember I listened to the one album that has forced gender reassignment on it. Can't think of the name at the moment, but that one was a really good album. That was a really solid album. But I know they're singing on there too in that style, but it's not as apparent to me. Or at least it kind of blended well. This one, the vocals stood out way more than anything else. And it ruined it for me completely. And that's why I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Everything else was fine, but since those vocal styles were in every song, roughly, it just wasn't fun. So, there you have it with that. Next here, uh, Jenny Lewis on the line. Uh, this one was a good album. Uh, There's some solid songs like Wasted Youth, Red Bull and Hennessy, Doocy Doo, Little White Dove, and Rabbit Hole. Uh, nice, like, you know... I guess you could say like this is like what like alternative indie rock kind of thing, singer songwriter of the sorts, maybe a little folk, yeah, a little little indie folk, definitely with this one. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. It was just, it, it was a good listen. I would buy it and I would listen to it again. It's just not something that didn't really stick out fully for me. Uh, but it's a seven and a half out of ten for me. Still super solid and definitely worth checking out. Next, Blink-182 self-titled album. Oh, yeah. So, it started off fine, you know? Like, I loved, like, Obvious, and, of course, I Miss You when he... <laughs> I love and I Miss You, where, like, he doesn't even say head, like, for you're already the voice inside my head. He says yed. Let's not lie to ourselves anymore. He says the voice inside my yed. Don't kid yourself, <laughs> but it's still a great song. I also liked Violence, Go, uh, Always, and Asthenia, but after that, there was just kind of nothing, and it was already one of those, like I said earlier, like the mixed bag of like, the song was good, the next two were bad, and so on and so forth, uh, but it's a 6.5 out of 10 for me. I wouldn't really go back to this album, but I got the songs that I liked, and I'm sticking to it, so there you go. Next, Kanye West College Dropout, the last Kanye album I needed to listen to. Solo-wise. I haven't listened to, like, the Jay-Z collab yet. Might do that for December. Uh, but it, it felt good to, like, finally finish Kanye's discography and just, like, know exactly where I would rank it, which, future episode, Kanye West, best of worst. Keep an eye out. It's, it'll happen sometime soon. Um, but, yeah, this one was fine. Uh, I didn't recognize any song off this album and i know he was like big from the start when it came out since this is his debut album uh but i didn't recognize anything uh i did like the song spaceship all falls down jesus walks never let me down and get me high um and i also did love the sketches on this album i thought they were pretty funny and also like somewhat serious i could see like the tone that it was kind of going for but it was enjoyable and overall, the album was a 7 out of 10 for me. I wouldn't really go back to it or buy it even, but it's definitely like it's definitely worth checking out at the least. Uh, next here, The Fall of Troy Doppelganger. Mm. So if you think this album sounds familiar, uh, it's probably because you heard slash played this song on Guitar Hero when their song FCP REMIX is on that one. Um, that that's it's a, that's a solid song. Like I can't complain at all about that song. It's a banger. It's awesome. Like it was fun to play. But the album is a little overrated in the post-hardcore community. It's a bit overrated. The 
the screams are not that good. They are really not that good. Instrumentally is cool. Instrumentally, it, it makes up for a good majority of the album's uh, listening experience for me. But man, it is really overrated. There's a video that Anthony Fantano did of a, a rating people's, uh, uh, I don't remember what they're called. Fuck. I don't remember what they're called, but it's basically like their albums, like their favorite albums of all times, so their topsters or some something like that. Um, and somebody had Fall of Troy in it, and he was just like, "Why does anybody like the Fall of fucking Troy?" And I was like, "Damn, are they that bad?" And like, I listened to him, like I see what he means. I genuinely do. I mean, it's it's kind of, I wouldn't say niche for post hardcore, but like I guess just for me, it's a little niche. Um, just to like it. It's it's definitely an acquired taste, but it's a six and a half out of ten for me. It's just eh. I wouldn't go back to it. Other than that song though, the F C P R E M X that's a banger. Uh next though we have Future self titled album. Oh my god, I knew this was gonna be good. I, I I at least really hoped it was, because this is the one that has Mask Off on there. And if you don't like Mask Off, um did you grow up in the Vine days at all? I mean, hello? <laughs> that song slaps. It's amazing. But the whole album, man, there are no bad songs really on this album. I genuinely really loved the flow of this album. I mean, songs like Super Trapper, POA, High Demand, Zoom, Scrape, I'm So Groovy, Poppin' Tags. It's... This album's got replay value, let me just say right now. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. This one is like one of those in competitions of uh, the best one this month. Uh, it was it was great. It was excellent. Uh, next here, Arch Enemies Rise of the Tyrant. Uh, this one wasn't bad, except for the fact that towards the middle and end, it really slowed down and got just boring. But the beginning first half was pretty solid, I had to say. With songs like Blood on Your Hands, The Last Enemy, In the Shallow Grave, and Rise of the Tyrant, the title track, they were heavy. And she's got really impressive vocals, you know? Impressive screams on that one. I also know it was a different uh, vocalist, too, than who the current one is of Arch Enemy now, but still, she kicked ass. I don't know her name at the moment, but go off, sister. Uh, overall, though, the album's a 7 out of 10 for me as well. It just really didn't meet my expectations fully, but it's not a bad album, I wouldn't say. It just gets a little weak for me towards the end there. Uh, but all right, yeah. Halfway point now, and I'm already at 18 minutes? Holy shit. I'm actually... I guess this is going to be a decent episode in length. Uh, but yeah, let's have a word from our sponsor now. Me! And we're back. All right. Next up here, we have Mom Jean's Best Buds. Mm. All right. I don't know why I was late on the Mom Jean's hype train, but fuck. I don't know. I, I don't. I. Pfft. What am I thinking, dude? Like, this album is awesome. And it, it's. You have to appreciate this kind of emo music, this, like, indie pop punk emo music. Uh. That is because it, I feel like this isn't really for everybody. Um, okay, it's just it, it's just so good to me because I do love the style. Like the it's like one of those things where like the vocals are kind of rough, but it's good. You know, now there, don't get me wrong, there are some rough 
vocal cuts on these kind of albums that are like really rough for like either this or any like post hardcore album like the biggest example i can think of right now from this year alone was the cloud nothings album oh that one was not good i did not like those vocals at all for that one it was rough but i mean this one here and i also i just i appreciate the vocals like i'm saying and i also like enjoy that this isn't like a long album for what it is or else it would definitely get boring to me but no songs like death cup dangers can't sobs quietly poor boxer shorts and remy's boys great songs cannot complain at all about it and they are going on tour with the story so far next year check them out then this album is an 8 out of 10 uh coming up here we have ghost uh prequel I think it's how you say it. Okay, sorry, ghost fans. I don't think I'm a ghost fan. It just doesn't do anything for me. Like, I don't like his vocals. I really don't. It comes down to that now. Because I obviously, I don't remember the, the name of the album. But I shit on the one album of theirs. I think I gave it like a three. Just was not impressed at all. It was just so corny. And this one is still a bit corny, but like instrumentally, I feel like they greatly improved on this one. I mean, I saved one song on here, and it was the instrumental song, uh, Miasma, is, I believe is how you say that. It, that was a really cool instrumental. Like, I cannot complain at all about that. Even I, I think that's what the one they brought out the saxophone to. That one was super fucking cool. I loved that. I don't know why they can't just get, like, better vocals <laughs> so I can enjoy the band as a whole. But, I mean, it is what it is, you know. I If, if you did Ghost, all power to you. But this album, at least, is a five and a half for me. It just didn't cut it, you know. But I bet it's a lot higher than you thought I was going to give it, knowing how much I'm not really a Ghost fan. <laughs> Uh, next year we have Alt J and Awesome Wave. I've heard of Alt J so many times and just never knew what they sounded like until I listened to this album. And then I was like, yeah, there's a reason why I didn't listen to this album or wanted to listen to this album, albeit because it was so fucking boring and unmemorable. And not to mention like their big singles off this one, or at least the one that's like the most streamed right now on Spotify. I've never heard. I don't remember what it is. I think it's like Backbone. I want to say something like breeze, breeze blocks. Is that it? Yeah, I think it was breeze blocks. Um, I never heard that song in my life and it's got like hundreds of millions of streams. I'm like, I, I mean, awesome. I guess this, I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm out, I'm out the loop on that one, you know, but whatever this one was definitely one of my least favorites of the month as well along with that weezer album uh it's a five out of ten for me i just have nothing really to say about it in fact these next few I'm, i apologize for the lack of things that i'm going to say about it it's just there's not a lot to but i'll do my best uh the next one here though i have sight unseen's self-titled album this one was a recommendation uh, this one, though, was the one I believe that reminded me of uh, uh, Seven Dust a bit in terms of the uh, vocal, or not the vocal ability, um, but the vocal style. I really fucked with that, with that aspect of it, but everything else was just generic. I didn't save anything. It just, I listened to it, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm done. <laughs> but the only thing that really stood out to me was it reminded me of Seven Dust, so it's a 6 out of 10. Sorry. Uh, next here, Ceremony, 
in the album Ronard Park. Um, no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. That one wasn't for me either. It's the vocals on that one. If you know this band, you know that they have the very typical punk rock style vocals. And this one doesn't work for me. I just, nah. But they are opening for Turnstile, you know, coming next year. So, prepare yourselves. (laughs) Uh, But instrumentally, it was cool. So, that's why I gave it a six and a half. It just, not my cup of tea at all. Uh, next here, Melanie Martinez, Cry Baby. Remember this one? Remember when, like, Melanie Martinez was, like, a big thing, and then she got accused of rape, and then, like, she was like, no, I didn't do it, and then everybody just forgot about her and the situation? We live in strange times. <laughs> um, yeah, this was her debut, I believe, and I didn't know what at all to expect from this album. Uh, but... I was just kind of eh about it. It didn't do anything for me fully. I like the song Sippy Cup and Pity Party, but the big thing that's such a fucking turnoff for this album is the, like, childlike lyrical content aspects where it's, like, a whole, like, you know... It's serious topics, but, like, almost into the perspective of, like, a child, you know? Like, you know, mommy's drinking and shit, and, like, mom and dad are fighting, and all this kind of stuff, and all that. And it just comes off very weird, especially when the entire album is like that. Now, the kind of vibes I get similarly... Uh, from this album is Ash Nico, like with Demi Devil. Obviously a little bit different, you know, but the vibes are still there with that, like, weird, like, not childlike, but just like that, that weird pop side, you know, that really weird side of pop that's, like, just very intriguing to some. Um, and I think Millionaire Martinez is a really big inspiration of that, I would say, but eh, it's not for me. You know, it's a six and a half, and that's that's all I got. It was just very weird. Uh, moving along, we have Demi Lovato's Unbroken. So I've been on the, the Demi Listens uh, recently, you know, with the past few months. I've listened to one of her albums, at least. And I, I can definitely... I, I have, like, one or two more to listen to, but I can guarantee that Confident is still going to be her best album, period. No ifs, ands, or buts. That one just slaps hard. And I knew going into any of these other albums that it was not going to be up there with her, or up there with that album. The closest one I would say would be uh, Sorry Not Sorry. Or, wait, is that the album? I know that's... That's the song. <laughs> uh, oh, Tell Me You Love Me. Tell Me You Love Me. That one is a decent album. I, I like that one, too. That one would be like a seven and a half or eight in my book. I never, like... I've listened to it before doing an album a day, so that's why you don't hear about it here. But uh, with Unbroken, this one is actually, like, one that, like, it was decent, but, like, there was actually some really banging tracks on here. Um... Give Your Heart a Break. I didn't fucking know that was her, and I don't know how I didn't know that was her. It's so obvious within the vocals, you know? Like, you know, it's almost a giveaway. But that one is still a really good song. I really enjoyed that one, even when it came on the radio. I also love the title track, Who's That Boy Was Good, All Night Long, and uh, Hold Up. 
great songs. Um, there was one though. <laughs> I just have to find the title of it real quick, if I recall correctly. Oh my god, yeah, you're my only shorty. <laughs> When I heard that, I'm just like, Demi, shut the fuck up. Why are you, like, this is not your song. This is not a song that you should be singing. You're my only shorty. Like, you're too white for this. I'm sorry. Get out of the picture, dude. Like, that was just laughable. Uh, and everything else I didn't list was just either okay or just forgettable. But overall, the album's a Music Corner 7. It wasn't bad by any means. It was just, you know, it was eh. It was eh. That's all right. Uh, what do we have next here? We have oh, wake up, hate, deep sleep. This is gonna be really quick. Uh, no, it just generic hard rock that you would hear on Octane Radio. That's about it. It's five out of ten. Thank you. Next, um, push a T. Now here we go. Push a T's. My name is my name. Mm, that's some good rap. Push a T's awesome. Like, after I listened to Daytona, I'm like, all right, I got to listen to more Pusha T stuff. Like, what do we got? And this album, this album's got it. Whatever it is I'm looking for, this album's got. King Push, Hold On, Suicide, Snitch, Pain, Who I Am, awesome songs. Awesome features, too. You got the boy Rick Ross, fucking 2 Chains, Big Sean, Future, Pharrell Williams. And then there's Chris Brown. I don't really care. The song's fine with Chris Brown, Sweet Serenity. Serenade, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, getting tired. Uh, but it, it's Chris Brown, so I, uh, you know. But Pusha T's got such a great flow, and like it amazes me that people like I've heard people like shit on him a lot, and it's like why? Why? He's actually like a really good rapper, probably like one of the best, you know. Especially like now, currently, you know, since he's still in the game. Uh, yeah, the album was an eight out of ten for me. Uh, definitely up there too with like the that top five of my uh, favorite this month. Honestly, I think there was only like five or six eights anyway, so you might as well just consider any eight I said, just like all my top ones. <laughs> uh, but yeah, moving along. Phoebe Bridgers, Strangers in the Alps. Just some really good, solid indie folk rock stuff, you know? Which I'm surprised I liked this more than her Punisher album, since this one I think was like slower than... Punisher at least like Punisher had Kyoto and like that one is like a banger song and has like you know just some of the deepest fucking lyrics you know from her I'd say maybe not the deepest but just like some of the most memorable ones like you listen to the song it kind of sounds like really like war you get like I get a warm and fuzzy feeling of just like being comfortable in the winter time with like a warm blanket but then you read the lyrics you're like I'm not comfy anymore this dad's a piece of shit holy fuck um but no this album was it was solid it sounds like smoke signals motion sickness Demi Moore Scott Street Killer and Georgia just to name a few really good indie stuff it's a seven and a half out of ten for me uh next here Arca Kick Eye Arca, I've heard of so many times and just never got around to, um, uh, is it her? I don't want to get the pronouns wrong here. Yeah, it is her. Okay. Because I know she is trans, uh, for a fact. And she kills it. You know, she is... She's something different, that's for damn sure. Because I have not heard anything like 
Well, I shouldn't say that. I've, I've heard shit like this before. You know, it, it gave me, like, vibes of, like, Sophie, you know? I mean, hence, you know, she's on the album, you know? Uh, but it was it was different. It was a different experience. Uh, like, non-binary, like, I love that song, but, like, that's, like, one of the only ones that, like, doesn't really fit most of this album, whereas the rest is, like... It's just its own little spiel of stuff. It's just very experimental, very different, very hyper-pop-esque. It's cool, though. It's really cool. Uh, I also love, like, the Spanish lyrical lyrics, you know, thrown in there with, like, the English, like, mixing it up a bit. I think that's super solid. Excuse me. Uh, songs like Watch, KLK, Rip the Slit, uh... And just a couple Spanish ones that I'm not going to say because I'm going to butcher it for sure. But if it's in Spanish, I probably liked it. Uh, yeah, this album was just cool and different. It's a 7.5 out of 10 for me. All right, down to the final four. Uh, I did another Weezer album, actually. The the Black album. I didn't really... Okay, so I listened to Arca, Weezer, and Papa Roach while I was on... Oh, spoiler, the next one's Papa Roach. Uh while I was on vacation with Shauna, we went to Chicago. Very fun. We got to see S.G. Lewis, and oh my god, that show was great. I'll probably say something again later on it on a regular episode, but if I don't, I'll just say here. He put on an excellent show. It was really cool to hear what is, let's face it, it's going to be my album of the year unless we have another Kid Cudi moment. It was really cool to hear my album of the year being played live in front of me as it is for any time I've ever had that happen which really was only like one other time when 100th's Rare came out in 2017 and they played that album in its entirety on their tour seriously one of my top 5 favorite shows ever maybe 10 it was great um so yeah when I said when I say that uh, Weezer, I didn't realize until I started playing it that I had already listened to a Weezer album. But I've made an exception in the past where I listened to two of the same artists in one month. So I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's just do it. I haven't done it in a minute. So the Black album, it's fine. It's just a seven. It doesn't do much for me. It's there. It exists. I know a lot of people shit on it, but I really don't see too much to hate about it. You know, it's fine. It's just not the best Weezer album ever, but yeah, it's a Music Corner 7. Uh, already said what it is, but the next one here is Papa Roach, uh, the Fear album. I'm blown away with how good this album is. This album has no right to be as good as it is, especially like now for me and my, I guess, like music path that I've chosen for myself of what I listen to. It, this is an album I would have jammed the fuck out of in sophomore year of high school. And I, for some reason, just didn't. I, I, I liked Infest. I listened to Infest quite a bit. Uh, but this album I skipped. And it was mainly because Gravity was on this song, and I still think Gravity is a really bad song. <laughs> I don't like the rapping. The rapping's dumb. It has no part... It has no part of being on that song or album it just it's there and we have to live with it but man face everything and rise skeletons broken as me and falling apart alone are just banger after banger after banger dude and i also loved like never have to say goodbye devil hope for the hopeless and fear hate love it's a really good album it's a really good alt metal hard rock whatever you want to call it kind of album it's an eight out of ten it was like shockingly one of my favorites this month as well you know last two let's get it two chains so help me god um 
I, it was fine. I liked the song Gray Area. Lil Wayne's feature was not good at all. He went back to the as many, as many kind of thing, which sucks because 2020 he really had some really good features and this album came out last year and I was like, oh man, but I guess he kind of, I guess I have to give him credit because he's been able to like mix up his rapping style on different songs from different artists, you know? So I'll give him that kind of credit, but this just no, wasn't good for him. And in general, this album is just kind of mediocre. It's a 6 out of 10 for me. Uh, but finally, Jasmine Sullivan, Fearless, was the last one I listened to. And this one was also a pretty solid one. Uh, I listened to it just today, the 30th. Um, it's like some 2000s R&B stuff that's kind of cool. Uh, got songs like Bust Your Windows, Need You Bad, My Foolish Heart. Call Me Guilty, Dream Big, and Live a Lie. That were some of my favorites. What's funny is there was a point in the album where like it was really starting to like get like be really droning for me. And I was like, oh my god, slowing down. But it's so funny because I forgot what the song was, but one moment I was like, man, I really hope this album picks up. And then like I think it was Call Me Guilty that was next. Either that or My Foolish Heart. And it really did. It picked up at that point. I'm like, oh shit, there we go. I mean, I spoke at the right moment, I guess. So that was kind of cool. But overall, the album's a 7 out of 10 for me. It was fine. It's worth a listen. You know, especially if you like those 2000s R&B stuff. So, yeah, there we go. Yay! We have one more month of this. And I'm not saying it in a way of, like, I hated every bit of this. I actually loved doing this, especially in the beginning. But, it, I mean, it came down to the fact that, like, I'm not going to find banging albums like I did in the first month where, like, almost every single album was at least, like, good, you know? I think the le- the, the lowest one I'm looking at right now for that month was uh, Greta Van Fleet at a five and a half. Actually, no, it was... um. It was Heavy Heavy Low Low at a five out of ten. That was the lowest. And... Even then, I barely even remember that one. But I remember that first month, we had a lot of good albums that I listened to. And even the next month, too. But, like, I mean, you, once you, you can't win them all. You can't be all winners, you know? You cannot be all winners, but I'm digging still. I'll always be finding good music. And, and it's kind of good that I'm not going to be doing it next year, too, because then whatever I find that's good, I could just recommend it for our recommendations at the end, you know? So, yeah, uh, like I said, next month, I'll say I will do a little reminder like hey not doing this next year but you know thanks for listening and everything so hope you guys did enjoy this series though for the most part uh so yeah that's gonna do it with this one i will see you guys in december for my final album a day in 2021 this has been the music corner of state awaits and i am signing off